Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The world outside your window would not be great. But here on, on Post Recaps, everything is super... Echoey. Echoey, 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 echoey. I am one of your hosts, and everything is super. Jason Reed. With me is my partner in crime, a woman who survives every trip to go get hot chocolate, Sasha Joseph. Sasha, how are you? No, 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 no. You know, I would like my intro to be the OG Oklahoma fan on this podcast. All right. right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, my god! You got gosh. some background the OG Oklahoman. Listen, this is our second podcast talking about Oklahoma. What's going mm-hmm. on? It's, it's, it's big stuff happening over there. Yeah. Apparently, I left and all this. No, actually, I was in Oklahoma in 2007. So, listen, all I'm saying is you put Oklahoma football in a show, on a t-shirt, on one of the best characters. I'm sold. I am sold. You're you're a biscuit stan, I suppose. (laughs) Number one biscuit stan (laughs) will change my Twitter profile if I have to. Uh, That's right, folks. We are here to talk about the Marvel Spotlight show, Echo. Uh, Hey, kids. You remember the show Hawkeye? No. No? No, you don't? You remember the the lady from Hawkeye that was in it a few times? No? Okay, well, here's a show about her. Um, But listen, 
if you if any of us remember Hawkeye, raise your hands. I'm sure we don't have a lot of hands out there in the audience. What be um, us getting review mommed right now by the well, Hawk- by the three Hawkeye stands? But from what I remember of Hawkeye, Echo was an intriguing character in in the episode. We got we got a, her background in Hawkeye, and then we get we get even more here. So I'm excited to go through these episodes with you, Sasha. Only five episodes. Um, we were talking about this pre-show. Five episodes, not a not a big amount of runtime. So it feels like I don't know. It, it, from from all the lead up to this, kind of feel like they're pushing this out there mm-hmm. um, to just be like, fine, here, just take it. But you know, from what we saw, well, listen, this episode will be on episodes one and two. Just let yes. y'all know we're we're not doing the whole thing in one. More than likely, we'll have two podcast episodes. This one, and mm-hmm. then we'll wrap up the final three in our next podcast. So we're doing episodes one and two here. Um, but listen, I. I enjoyed what I had for one and two. Um, Sasha, what did you, what did you think uh, overall of episodes one and two of that? No, I really enjoyed it. Episode one, I will say, and I'm sure we'll get into this more, but felt very fast uh, and a lot of whiplash. But again, I just kept saying we have five episodes. This has to happen. Uh, but episode two, I really enjoyed it. I don't know. Um, lately, I think because of like the work I do IRL podcasting, unfortunately, isn't my full time job. But the work I do IRL is a lot about, um, you know, like liberation for women of color. And I don't know. So I've been thinking about this stuff a lot and about Native Americans. And what does that look like? Um, And I can't believe that this show, you know, we're finally getting something where they're able to dive into it. This isn't the first show ever, right? Like, I I don't want to sound like that person. It's just I'm personally just really grateful because as soon as they said uh, Chaffa and Chakata, I immediately knew. I was like, oh, my God, this is set in Oklahoma. I didn't even put that together because it's something I studied in high school uh, and about the First Nations and the Native American people and especially Chakata and Cherokee and Oklahoma. So it's just to me, that is my bigger draw. I will say then it was necessarily the marvel of it all. So um And I'd love to know your thoughts on, you know, the superhero piece of it, because I will say for superhero piece, I think I do give it a lower grade. But for storytelling and just show period, I'm very high on it. Yeah, the storytelling, the character work of a lot of these characters were really, really shown Mm -hmm. for me. Um, I think where I ran up against an episode two was was the action piece was the superhero piece where we didn't mm-hmm. get a lot of that but i did enjoy the character the culture we talked about this in our our kind of year wrap-up of 2023 but it seems like superhero properties you know in general are leading more toward culture and more towards showing more culture more diversity yeah. which is always a positive thing um native american culture is kind of getting this this interesting spotlight right now um you know this show dark winds i think on amc also uh is a show that came out recently yeah reservation dogs which yeah no one has watched reservation dogs it's one of the best series of the last decade i would say that really tackled a lot of these uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of the native american culture and really showed a side that you know hasn't been shown in media a lot and this also is coming up is coming with that that side as well in fact a lot of these actors are the same actors from reservation dogs it's almost as if they just yeah what these lies actors from reservation dogs put them in here which i'm not complaining about It it just might also show how like the lack of 
talent there is to be showcased um, right now. But I think there's, you know, hopefully what this will do is open more doors for more Native American actors to get to get more opportunities and more roles. Uh, because Zom McLaren, who all three of those shows I just mentioned, he's in all three of those shows. Yep. <laughs> Dark Winds, Reservation Dogs, and this show. Uh, and he's he's a fantastic uh, actor. Uh, and he he does so much with with what he's given here, um, and in even though he's going to only be on our, he was only on our screen for the first episode, yeah, uh, he really kind of struck a chord with me in this, and he struck a chord with me in every other all those shows. Um, so I, I'm really appreciative of the show for that and showing more of this side of Native, Native American culture. It's just some of it to me. I, I kind of felt like we were in a slog a little bit uh, in, in terms of plot and in terms of uh, the choppiness of some of the characters in the show. I'll say yeah. that. we'll get to it as we go along, but, mm-hmm. but those are kind of what I rubbed up against. But again, the culture and showing the different sides of it is what appeals, uh, what appeals to me from this show. Yep. Uh, and no, thank you so much for calling out Reservation Dogs as well. And I would like to add, because I've been just looking some stuff up. Y'all know I, I like to look up everything and anything. So on the Chalkaton Nation, they have a full uh, page on like indigenous representation in media. And uh, there's a lot of other Bass Reeves is on here, funny enough, a show you yeah. and Chappelle covered. Yep. Um, but the, another one is Fry, Bread, Face, and Meat. I haven't watched it, but just uh, they recommend it looks like they recommend it. It's a film. So uh, on Netflix. And um, again, I just felt like that was really interesting because something I definitely realized and something I've talked about a lot is, you know, these um, Indiana Jones types, um, the mummy type movies where, you know, they go through an obstacle or uh, or national treasure even where they're like this is buried here and we gotta go through all these obstacles to find it i wish that like the mayans which i know is uh, central and south american not um north american but anyway i just wish we had more stories about like these folks tell you know and like how when they were thriving before um mr christopher columbus got confused with my people um people from india uh (laughs) i just yeah i just wish that we'd you know see more stuff about just like their glory Mm -hmm. if that makes sense so um I just feel really excited for Echo in that way, too, where we are getting these flashbacks and especially in episode two where they show us uh, lacrosse, right? Like native um, lacrosse. So uh, which also I believe basketball comes from that, too. So, um, yeah, I think they also call it stickball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was to me, it was almost like a cross between like a lacrosse and a rugby in a way. Yes, yes, yes. Um, So that was an interesting thing to see there. Mm. I mean, it seems to be very, uh, you know, true to the Mm -hmm. culture back then. Um, Yeah, that that was interesting. Um, So, yeah, Echo, you know. A lot of people saw Hawkeye. A lot of people don't remember Hawkeye, but I think Echo was an interesting character from that show. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see more of her and where she's going and how she's going from seemingly, you know, as you start this show, almost a, a true blue villain to yeah. hopefully by the end of this, we'll get to a point where she's at least, you know, anti-hero status, um, I think is where we'll probably end up end up by the end of this uh, but it'll be interesting to see how we get there and whether mm-hmm. and whether i don't i don't you know it's hard to have a lot of faith in marvel right now mm-hmm. uh but it's interesting to see if we'll get there in a way that makes sense with uh three more episodes of less than an hour some episodes just over 30 minutes uh, so it'll be interesting to see if we can make that jump 
in the short amount of time that we have, um, you know, to see where we end up with Echo. I think it'll yeah. have a lot to do with her, with her family and realizing how important family is. Cause it seems like in the moment she's kind of like just on her mission and, you know, F her family in, in a way, but I, I think we'll get there eventually. Yeah. Uh, 1000%. I'm really excited. And uh, if folks don't know maybe what a Marvel spotlight show is just so people, uh, you know, maybe we'll tell you is that it is standalone content that doesn't require background knowledge of the MCU story arcs. And I could not stop laughing because to me, and listen, y'all could say I'm wrong. Episode one was literally, if you didn't watch Hawkeye, you might not know what's going on. And if you don't know who Daredevil is, I feel like that's another big confusion. So I can't help but giggle a little bit that this is a Marvel spotlight show, but they've taken what um, throwaway scenes from Hawkeye and made episode one. Just LOL. Yeah, probably a good 15 (laughs) minutes of the first episode of Echo was basically ripped straight from the Hawkeye television show in in our introduction to Echo. And I, I you know, I guess what they mean by like not connected is that this story is going to be connected to the Kang of it all or the Secret Wars of it all. It's more of the street level, uh, you know, storyline that runs through. But you have definitely got a point there because you definitely have needed to know like who Daredevil is, who Wilson Fisk, aka Kingpin, is yes! to really to really sink your teeth into this story and what it is. Um, but I do, and here's the thing as well: Marvel has for years not really told us do the Netflix shows count? Are the Netflix shows part of canon? And interesting, interestingly enough, recently within the last week or so, they've mm-hmm. added all the Netflix shows into the official chronological chron chronology of the mcu so those netflix shows do count and this is kind of a return to that netflix style for you i feel big one for me i love those netflix shows um i love daredevil and let me tell you when we saw daredevil back in his blood red suit and not in that mustard and ketchup suit that had his she hulk which really pissed me off i was so happy was cheering in your name. I just yes. hope you heard me from California. Because as soon as he walked in, I was like, what is that outfit? I felt that it could have been stitched a little bit better. Uh, I don't know. I was like, did he shrink? Like, what It's kind of loose-fitting, loose right? Yes! It's all like, it's like it, it was weird. Um, but outside of that, the col- just for the color and the outfit alone, I said, Jason Wonderful. wins. A win, big win for Jason. Because I mean, for those of you that didn't listen to our She-Hulk coverage, oh, yes. I was I was on one about the the new Daredevil c- costume color scheme they had for that show uh, because it was oh god awful to me. So I, yes. I'm so happy he's back in his his uh you know his blood red costume and and, and it does look better. It does. It for, yeah. for sure does. And this what we got from Daredevil, the little we got was just uh, chef's mm-hmm. kiss. Uh, so we'll get into all that. But let's let's start from the beginning. Yes. Right? So we come into Echo and we get this. I don't know. It started to me as like this is like a dreamlike sequence. I was like, what is going on here? We got like naked people coming up out of pools. I was like, wow, this really is a TVMA show because we're yes. just we're showing everything. Uh, well, it wasn't everything, everything, but you know, close enough, basically. Uh, so we have people coming outlines. out of these. Yeah. yeah, we have people coming out of these pools. They're drinking this water that has some type of property in it that uh, you know gives the person that that drink it some sort of power in their hands. Now, 
Sasha, we talked pre-show. You didn't watch the What If series that recently no. came that came out, but I did. And what this show really parallels a lot from one of those What If episodes of Kohori, who was also Native American, who uh, the story was what would happen if the Tesseract broke off at some point and landed in this lake and gave these Native people powers? How would that work? How would they... Would, and you know the story you know evolved into them taking on the conquistadors that came to to subjugate them and how that worked if you haven't seen it it's one of the best episodes of what if out there so even if you don't watch the rest of the of the series watch that one episode it would be fa- it's fantastic but uh, honestly i would recommend all of what if season two mm-hmm. i really loved it all the stories were interesting a lot of the uh, a lot of the actors came back for their uh, for their roles. Oh, so, that, you know, yeah. minus the the holdouts, uh, Chris Evans, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Scarlett Johansson, those, Ooh, those holdouts didn't come back. But most yeah. of the others did. And a lot of all the stories were great. So if you really want a good a good fun time, go check out What If Season 2. Uh, that's my mini review because we didn't cover it. Uh, here on everything is super but that one story of Cahody, um is a standout and really paralleled here uh in this kind of right down to the blue type of water that they're that they're drinking which seemingly is is reminiscent of the tesseract um in marvel lore so in and what we get in echo is they they drink the water they're all underground and all of a sudden the cave starts they, they seem to be like i don't know what it was it's was like underground cave and the cave starts caving in and all of a sudden, flash of white, and they're back topside. They're on. They're on. They're on the earth. They're out in the open. And all of a sudden, because what we see is they're kind of—I don't, I don't know what you would call. What would you call how they were covered, Sasha? Like what was? So I believe they're in clay, and this is yes, yeah. uh, Chakataw lore mm-hmm. uh, because Marvel did speak to Chakataw. Uh, elders from Tulsa, uh, from Oklahoma, sorry, to talk about their origin and how this. So this is definitely a story, um, mm-hmm. part of that. So yeah, there. It's. I think the point is that they're coming from the earth and they were baked, yeah. and uh, and then the sun, you know, instead of cracking them or breaking them, you know, kind of peeled. That makes a ton of sense. So they they get the clay, the clay breaks off, and they're you know they're they're humans with they they all of a sudden have clothes. I don't know how that worked. But, uh, yeah, they're all, they're all of a sudden yeah, humans have clothes, and so we find out you know the there we find out this is a story being told from one child to the other, and they said that's the first Chakata. Her name was Trafa. She saved her family from their cave, and that's the story of the first Chakata people. Uh, we see that there's two little girls talking inside, and one girl says, "You're you're my sister." It's like, "No, you're my cousin." It's like, "No, no, no." You're my sister. And from what we know, we know that one of the girls, at least, is Maya, who is our titular character, Echo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then we flash, you know, some characters outside, adults talking. Uh, we find out we're in Oklahoma in 2007. Um, the, the adults are Damn. signing. So yeah. it, it took it took a minute for me to kind of get down who was who and what the relations right, right, were. Right, right. Um, so it seems like we have uh, Maya's parents uh william i think his name was and i never even i honestly did not get the the mom's name um and then no they don't they don't share it yeah and then they're talking to later yeah and they're talking to who it seems to be um maya's mother's parents uh scully and chula who are the grandparents here in this in this story um they're all signing because you know obviously maya's mother is deaf uh we don't know in what way 
is is a genetic thing. We don't know how this happened, but Maya's mother is deaf and Maya is deaf. Um, so everyone's speaking in sign language. I think something unique and really interesting about this show is is how much ASL is used. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know American Sign Language, how much ASL is used in this show? I mean, Echo herself is such a interesting kind of triple threat, right? She's a she's an amputee. She's uh, mm. you know native. She's Oof. deaf. So so much diversity in one character is is so interesting and awesome. Uh, but yeah, and so that's the girls, why you bombing it, jerks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Of course, yeah, we have to have the the idiots <laughs> out there doing their idiot things. Yep. Um, so the girls are having a sleepover. They're outside the tent. It's raining. They come back inside. They're like, "Hey, yeah, we're cold. We want some hot chocolate." Mom's like, "Listen, I don't got any hot chocolate here, but guess what? I'm gonna go to the store and Which- get some hot chocolate." Can we? I know this has nothing to do with anything, but like you're a parent, and I, I, I have parents. My mom would be like, "Unfortunately, we have no chocolate, hot chocolate. It is raining, yes. so we will be safe at home." Um, I might melt some chocolate, right? Like my mom will be like, "I'll just melt some chocolate and put it in milk." My mom how will about, try, but how about uh-uh. I get you some warm milk? How about I get you anything else that we have here? But no, I'm not going out in this torrential storm right now just to get you hot chocolate. And Oklahoma's weather is so cracked. Like mm-hmm. one minute it's raining, the next minute there might be a mudslide. We don't know. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> that, that, uh uh. The most unrealistic thing of this whole show is going to be that hot chocolate. Yeah, going to get hot chocolate when it's, it's a downpour outside just to get that one thing. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. I was like, really? Okay, sure. I mean, it almost smacks of like, uh, what was it? The Amazing Spider Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, when Uncle Ben gets killed over like yep. a carton of chocolate milk. Like, come on, bro. Come on. Chocolate again. What's going chocolate on milk with is a milk killer. and chocolate, bro? It's a Stop killer. it. No, I knew. I was like, oh, they got to kill mom. Like, I literally yeah. said that as soon as she was like, when it was raining and she said, I'll go get it. I said, mom, goodbye. No Thank good you. deed goes unpunished. Never. <laughs> uh, so as this happening, Chula and Scully are driving along in the rain. And Chula, you know, she gets this feeling. This feeling comes over her and she sees this kind of. Uh, this bird and this bird also appeared in the uh, previous scene with the ancestors mm-hmm. so we know that bird has special significance to her and her people she sees the bird she gets a bad feeling so you know she you know chula she can she can said something's not going to be right here um so you know maya and her mother driving along gonna go get some chocolate gonna go get some hot chocolate all of a sudden mom's brakes aren't working has nothing to do with the rain <laughs> just mom's brakes are not working oh my god and they end up getting T-boned. I mean, right? It's it's the classic scene we all know. We yes. see it from the from the passenger side. We see the person driving. They're looking the, away, and all of a sudden, bam! They get T-boned. Uh, we see the little girl has glass in her leg. Uh, you know, it looks pretty bad. Mom's face is all messed up. She's unresponsive, and you know, it's it's just not a good scene at all. No, that was painful. It was painful to watch for sure. We we kind of knew it was coming as soon as they're like, "Let's go get hot chocolate." Like, yo, so this is not going to be good. Uh, if only they had DoorDash in 2007, we could we could have made someone else restore lives and go get a hot chocolate. Was I just the fact that you have ops like that right out here that that can you know mess with your brakes? Spoiler mm-hmm. alert: that yeah. is what happened. But you can't. Don't leave the house. Mm-mm. absolutely not and the fact that and again this is like my, my able-bodied self right making an assumption but i feel like if it's raining and then there are um you know it's two folks that can't hear yeah i don't know 
And, and you have ops out here trying to kill you. <laughs> it's just a no for me. It's, it's just a no, no for me, dog. It's a no for me, dog. Um, so, yeah, we, we we come, we flash over to later. A little girl, Maya, is in the hospital, and she has indeed lost her leg. They really kind of jumped from that. They're like, mm-hmm. we didn't really get her feelings about how it felt to, to lose her leg. I, I thought that was an interesting kind of thing to skip over. Um, so we see her in the hospital. We see dad kind of looking in on her. Um, and then grandma grandpa scully and chula come and and talk to him he's like hey he's like yeah we found out the brakes were cut i found out who did it and they are taken care of <laughs> no spider-man lesson here <laughs> no yeah. no you know no we're gonna kill them in my first i took my that took my people away good lord he's like it's, it's it's done it's taken care of. she's like oh and chula you know outraged as she is because she just lost her daughter she says oh you think it's also made me feel better that you made someone else also lose some member of their family and she basically says i told my daughter not to marry you i told her the lopez boys are thugs and criminals and you took her from us and she tells him to leave he says and she says she will never forgive him for this he says yes I, yeah listen i got a job in new york and and i'll go fine um so yeah Tula is so badass she's bad she's she's, she's awesome. so awesome i I love Tula. she's one of my favorite characters we got so little of her but she's still one of my favorites and she steals the scene i feel like every time she's in she's so powerful uh the actors and just the way they've written her right and we'll know this later on in episode two but it's a matrilineal power so mm-hmm. it's just so beautiful that the matriarch of the family is just so badass yeah um so dad goes to visit with maya you know in the hospital she gives him a picture of of a smiling face for her cousin bonnie it's like you know she's gonna love this this is great um maya says you know she doesn't know that mom's dead right now she's like is mom gonna be okay uh we don't really see dad tell her about it but you know maya does blame herself for for the accident she says you know Mm -hmm. i made mom go get us hot chocolate it's my fault and dad says no of course not this is not your fault um you know, it, you are not to blame here. So we do see Maya's, Maya's out of the hospital and dad and Maya are packing up their stuff to leave as Chula is, is watching uh, from the lawn. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's a definitely a tear jerking scene because yeah. Maya and Bonnie, these two cousins are getting separated. Maya's like, can, can Bonnie come with us? And of course, no, Bonnie cannot. I was, I was a little surprised that Chula, we didn't see a scene of like Chula trying to, you know, get Maya trying to like keep right? Maya with her. she knows that William is a dangerous guy she knows that her daughter is dead because of William's shenanigans but just no no even like attempt to to be like Maya should stay with me and Bonnie and we we, we never really find out what happened to Bonnie's mom and why uh, the grandparents are taking care of Bonnie there's, there's a lot of missing information here with the family which is so, something that kind of you know stuck in my craw about about the two episodes we got i don't know if we'll get answers later but for right now I'm just like why like it's so mysterious around this family uh but i did i did think what that was missing where grandma maybe be like let me just take maya and you can do whatever you want but just just leave maya out of this i i, I thought that was missing i i felt that grandma let go of maya way too easy that's mm-hmm. number yeah. one because if you're this angry and you feel that dad is so unsafe what's going on right why wouldn't you be like you're leaving us my child you know my grandchild needs to be safe because i already lost a daughter but i get it that the story has to move forward she has to meet 
kingpin. But, yeah, but, but, I, I, think, right, but I think we we were we are owed like at least a yes. line of like I wanted to take her, but her dad would you know her dad had you know, would not something, something. give yeah. me like ounce of something, and then yeah, the Bonnie stuff I agree with, but I. I let it go on account that, right, there's only so much we can get. Mm-hmm. So, sure. But I will say they should give us an a reason as to why they have moved this whiplashy-ass first episode. Yeah. Because y'all are just – it's like they're vomiting info at me. But then, again, quote-unquote Marvel spotlight. So, I'm supposed to have no previous info? Flop. Not yeah. true. Uh, we do cut to New York as Maya struggles to fit in with her new surroundings, uh, which is she has kind of a safe harbor at home with her dad. Uh, you know, they, they have they have fun together. She her and her dad are in her room. She asks, is, are dragons real? He says, maybe in a different world. And then Maya says, well, what if they learn to come to our world? Dad says, you know, that would just make them so much stronger. And you have to be like them because you have to jump between two different worlds. He tells her, you have to do this by watching. That's how you will strive. That's how you'll be stronger in, in, in your situation. You have to watch things. Mm-hmm. Um, later at a, you know, karate dojo type thing, um, she talks to her dad. She says she wants to be just like her dad. And I did notice he has the, the track suit on. From the tracksuit bros from Hawkeye, so you know he's 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 in he's in there he's in that world. I just it made me flashback to Hawkeye. One of the things I do remember from Hawkeye is the tracksuit guys, the tracksuit bros uh, from that <laughs> but show. That's what I'm saying again. Spotlight, but it, okay, I will get over it. I know y'all, but yeah, if you've never watched Hawkeye, you'd be wild. like, why? You'd be like, why do they all have tracksuits? Yes. Uh, but you know, her dad says, no, you're gonna grow up and lead a different life than I have. Mm-hmm. He wants her to live a better life. Uh, and you know he she goes and does her karate he talks to some shady guy and hands him an envelope so that tells us up oh, dad's still on the on the no-no stuff he's still he's still on his bad guy stuff and we do see kingpin we don't even really literally even see kingpin we kind of see his hand we mm-hmm. know it's kingpin he approaches her pinches her cheeks like how are you doing maya oh vincent my god I, I enjoy vincent d'onofrio's kingpin of immensely uh, you know yeah one of my favorite 100%. villains from the mcu but he just sounds like such a creep all the time it, it really skews me out that's the problem right again we talked about this y'all should check out our year in review coverage where marvel what are you doing with your villains <laughs> make them scary make me shudder let's lose a bottom tier you know the hero to them i got we got to yeah, but I mean, I, th- I think Kingpin is one of their one of their better yeah, better that's... villains. I think we'll see. I think we'll see him come back into his form here. But <laughs> Maya, how are you? It, it, maybe a bit, maybe just a different accent, maybe a different different tone. No, we have there. Thanos, right? Like it's yeah. it's giving old, not old, older bald men. <laughs> like yes. just getting these girls. What's going on? <laughs> Uh, so we see we see Maya at the dojo getting ready to fight one of the well you know, I, I guess you would call it spar with one of the other kids and he's like he's looking at her like oh really this little girl with one leg eh, eh, I'll be good and then we cut you know slash cut bam to adult Maya who is in like a boxing gym about to take on a you know a, a, a adult man and she takes him down with relative ease so this is also tell us hey Maya's a badass now Maya's mm-hmm. Maya can take take down dudes now. Um, so then we see the, you know, the scene that we saw in Hawkeye. Maya comes a, 
comes upon the garage where the tracksuit bros are kind of headquartered and we see we see hersey ronan taking down all the guys in the garage killing people left and right and for those of you that didn't see hawkeye ronan who is this kind of ninja assassin is hawkeye in kind of his emo phase right after his family yep. got snapped out of existence that's what hawkeye did was he got really emo ran around in a black ninja suit and just killed a bunch of people for you know for good and for bad i guess in certain ways so we see this scene and we see ronin killing maya's father and she rushes in as her dad is dying they have a tearful goodbye as he dies in her arms uh, we see her at, at the grave. We see Bonnie texting her, telling her she's there, she needs her, but Maya seems to just really ignore it. Um, so yeah, that's that was that was a lot of our introduction. Uh, we'll get even more, but it was kind of our fast, like this is who Maya is, this is her journey. Yeah. And, and we get a little more background as as these scenes go. Uh, we do see her in the midst of stealing a motorcycle out of a motorcycle dealership. <laughs> the the cops arrive. And she's she forces one of the, the motorcycles to kind of operate itself and crash to a cop car. And she then surrenders to the cops like very easily, like almost that like she wanted to get caught. And wouldn't you know it, who shows up but Kingpin himself? And the cops are just like, that's Kingpin. You don't know who that guy is? And basically the cops let Kingpin take her. They don't even they don't give any resistance. Kingpin just grabs her and takes her into his car. Ooh. Wait, wait. Um, unbelievable number two. Mm-hmm. You tell me, cops just didn't shoot. What happened to the guns? Well, listen. Not to make it a political podcast, but <laughs> but you're telling me Miss Thing just ran a motorcycle into the NYPD. And they just <laughs> they just asked her to come with them quietly, please. <laughs> and no, and the guns were pointing at her, but the pew pew didn't pew pew. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm thankful. <laughs> no, same, listen, same. But the, I just, I can't. Because my notes say, I know you lying. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, oh, God. But, yes, Kingpin does take her. And through, you know, through an interpreter, um, you know, because every time Kingpin speaks with Maya, there's an interpreter there, which I think is an interesting kind of character beat for Kingpin, where he's supposed to care so much about this girl Yet he hasn't learned any sign language to communicate with her. You know, juxtapose that with Maya's family, who even 20 years after Maya has gone, mm-hmm. Maya's gone, uh, Maya's mother is gone, who is, you know, as far as we know, the only other deaf person in the family. Yep. They still understand sign language. They still have it in their in their repertoire of language, even though Maya's been gone for a long time. But then you, you juxtapose that with Kingpin, who says he cares about her, but couldn't care enough to learn any sign language to communicate. I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. A really interesting kind of character beat in that way. Uh, he tell he tells Maya, Maya, I understand your rage. He says, my dad was also killed when I was 12. Ooh. Now, mm. now, now what Kingpin doesn't tell her <laughs> is that Kingpin, a.k.a. Wilson Fisk, is the one that killed his own daddy. Maya, <laughs> ask, ask who killed. Just quickly. <laughs> quickly. He, 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 you know, conveniently leaves that part out. And he says, you know, the pain in the wake of that moment is something he hasn't felt since. And he wants to help her release the rage in a more constructive way. And this constructive way, you know, is, is you think, is it is it art? 
is it is it poetry is it some other outlet to lout your your pain and anger no it's it's with a job with Kingpin Maybe this is Kingpin to be his enforcer that's yes. his way of helping you to release the rage and he says he wants to help her take that hurt and that loss and that pain and make it into something useful aka by working for him and being an enforcer mm-hmm so seemingly on Maya's first kind of job from Kingpin, she goes to a club. Uh, she meets up with a couple of Kingpin lackeys who, you know, pretty much are surmising, oh, God, we've been, we're stuck babysitting this kid for Kingpin. Uh, so I, I guess we'll, you know, we'll, we'll teach, show her the ropes. They're pretty pissed. They got this little, this lowly job of, of having this, this, this lady with them. Um, so there's, they tell the security guard they're here for the meeting. They're here for the meeting, and the security guard, one of the most like one of the cringiest line reads ever. He's like, oh, you, you bring the donuts, and he's like, smile for the camera. I was like, why? Why is this? Why is this dialogue here? Why is this guy acting this way? It, it just did not fit for me at all. I just had to, I just had to put that out there. It was so cringy. Yeah. It, again, sometimes this, this is where these shows show, right, that they're just kind of moving quickly with their production because mm-hmm. they're not necessary. Just no, just move on. All. Cut this person out. Sorry it, to the actor, but. Yeah. And of course, the security guard guy has to frisk Maya. And as he's frisking Maya, he gets a little too handsy. And, you know, for Maya's part, she does, you know, give him a what for, put a hurt on him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoyed that part of it. <laughs> so once they get into the quote unquote meeting. The uh, the two kingpin bros give her the assignment. Listen, uh, they they try to communicate, but they have to kind of crudely communicate. We're gonna go into this meeting, and we're gonna take these people out because they're moving in on this territory. Okay, we 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 got the assignment. We're gonna go in there and we're gonna f stuff up. We see the we see the scene that I think got a lot of people hyped for this. Yes, for, for this show where the guy says to people kingpin appreciates thanks you for your loyalty and one guy shoots the other guy in the face like oh my god this is not your typical marvel fair this is violence this is tvma and then uh, this is the only one well, no that dental floss ooh, but yuck. but outside of that i i felt like it was not as much but we can i'm gonna say it again fight scenes are so well done yes so this kicks this really kicks off the, the the big, no the big scene intended. of the episode. Yeah, no pun intended. Kicks kicks the chair off, if you will. Uh, so you know, at first Maya's a little hesitant, right? Because this is her first time really in action, and, and no one's speaking to her. Yeah, no one's doing. It. She's just kind of there watching for a little bit. As the two kingpin bros, uh, they're getting a little roughed up a little bit. They're 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 kind of not holding their own, and Maya's just kind of watching. We mm-hmm. see it from her perspective. Um, but at some point, she does kind of take control. One guy tries to beat her ass, and she takes him, and she cracks his neck. She kills him, crack, snaps his spine. And that seemingly is, number one, the first time she's actually killed a person. Yeah. And this also kind of, I don't know, triggers a rage in her. Trick, like Almost like, wow, I liked, I like how that felt. Let me do it some more. A real so she, psychopath. A real psycho, yeah. She goes, she, she goes into kind of a rage. And this yeah. is where, you know, she, she kicks the chair into a guy. She takes down a bunch of guys. And it's really fantastically well done uh, fight choreography. And then, at, you know, at, when we think it's all said and done, all the bad guys are down. Well, I mean, to, honestly, Maya and her two bros are also bad guys. So yes. <laughs> the bad but guys are the other guys. we're apparently on their team still. So. Yeah. So just when we think everything's done, wouldn't you know it, who shows up but Daredevil himself? He says, listen, 
I've been watching these people all night. And you show up and you screw it all up. Echo and Daredevil fight. And I got to tell you, this is probably in the top 10 MCU fights in in this universe. It's Easy, so well done. Easily. Easily. Yes. It really it's really it's reminiscent of the first of the first season of Daredevil where we had that fantastic hallway fight that mm-hmm. was that was a one shot that was what they call in the biz a oneer where they make it look like it's all done in one shot. Now of course there are cuts and everything that are that aren't actually in one shot, but it makes you feel like it is. It makes you feel like the action is so kinetic, it's so swift, it's so good. Daredevil in in this. He's way more acrobatic, I think, yeah. than we've ever seen him be. He's jumping through things. He's jumping over things. He's jumping around things. He's He almost gets knocked to the floor, but he bounces right back up. So good. So fantastic. He uses his billy club in, in a mm. way that's really reminiscent of the, of the comics Daredevil. It's great. If this is what we have to expect from uh, Daredevil Born Again, yeah. sign me up completely. Yeah. He, he, he did the damn thing. And for, Maya really holds her own. She, you know... She holds her own against Daredevil, which is, is not an easy thing to say. She holds her own so much, and Daredevil's just like, all right, F it. I'm just going to leave. Like, he just he just right? disappears. I said, what? What happened? Like, are, are we going to do, like, a now kiss moment? Or, <laughs> yeah. it, right? Like, the, again, we watch She-Hulk. That's why. But all well, listen, of it. Yeah. In the comics, Daredevil and Echo. Mm-hmm. Why do you think? On. One thing about me, I will know who's hooking up with who. Okay. <laughs> They don't call you Miss Magnus for nothing. Listen, no, it just, that aside, I just felt like, again, if I don't know who these people are, it's giving such a random side character. Oh, who's this guy in the red suit that just showed up? Again, most people, if you're watching Echo, I think you're going to know who Daredevil Mm. is. But regardless, it doesn't matter. I just feel like, give us something. She beat his ass and he just went. Not beat his ass, but you know what I mean? She held her own, basically. Mm -hmm. Because for She-Hulk, the biggest line, right, is like, okay, back to me. This is my show. That's what that reminded me of where I said, oh, She-Hulk said this. And now we're actually making it happen because Daredevil took over that damn show. So I didn't want that to happen here. It really stressed me out. But I appreciated that there were two cameos, but both felt like they were just a side thing, and it's still her show. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure that Hawkeye one was was Jeff was, was just from the Hawkeye show. Yeah, especially <laughs> since I think probably around this time where they shot this show, Jeremy Runner was like in a hospital bed because he had mm-hmm. you know almost you know perished from this earth in a snowmobile yes. accident. Um, so yeah, Echo. Ugh, I need to stop. I need to stop calling her Echo. Now listen. But my thing about the show, they call they're calling the show Echo, but we're not calling her Echo yet. Are we? Are we going to call her Echo? I wonder if by the end of this episode, people are going to be calling her Echo. Or when she gets they, her powers, yeah. Or will they give us the reason for the name Echo? I know for those that you know, from fellow comic readers, we know what the name Echo comes mm-hmm. from. It, in the comics, it comes from the fact that she can mimic any fighting style that she sees, and that's why they call her Echo in the show. She's you know then. In, not in the show, in the comics. That's why she's called Echo. Yeah, and she's a very interesting character in the comics. He's even more, most recently has had the Phoenix Force uh, imbued in her. Um, but we have give, really been given no reason why she's called Echo yet in the MCU. And it so. will not be that. Yeah, yeah um, as well. I think that's uh, already tweeted out. Yeah, they've given no 
indication that that's going to be the reason that she's echo because they haven't given any indication that she can mimic fighting styles so i think probably if i was to guess it would be we're so ancestor heavy here that she's yes. going to be like she's like an echo of her ancestors because she has the similar powers and all that that would be my guess no um, i i think we'll you're see. correct yeah it's yeah. just because we're not getting the original right they said hey it's not going to be what the uh what the comic book said i think it the fact that right every time each woman has been in trouble. The ancestors come through them. I think it has yeah. to be that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so Echo held her on against Daredevil. I, I do have to point out also the the fantastic scene where she like bends her her like leg back, her you know her prosthetic leg, and kind of basically uses it as as a weapon with the torque of her of mm-hmm. her knee. That was so fantastic. It was almost like a ballerina move. She like holds she like holds her her leg up and just like arcs it, and just uses her prosthetic leg as a weapon. Love that. Um, but later in a meeting with the Kingpin afterwards, he says he's so impressed with her. Even his top guys can't hold their own with Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And he asked her, did it help you with your rage? She says, oh, immensely. Kingpin says, you know, says with him she has a family now she thanks him and calls him uncle i mean listen of course she's going to be family now that you know you can use her effectively as muscle as an enforcer yes Keep and she's probably one of the best one you got yes um so we see a mon- really kind of see a montage of maya working for fist doing jobs for fisk there's a lot of hawkeye footage that's kind of shoved in there as well um then we see <laughs> yeah then we see echo Tell him, listen, when you find my dad's killer, he's mine. I'm going to take him out. Kingman says, I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, we see the scene from Hawkeye where Echo, where, sorry, Maya and Ronan fight, and Ronan reveals himself to be Hawkeye. And he gives her the whole speech. He says, Listen, I've been where you are. Rage makes you blind. And this is where he tells her, Listen, Kingpin is the one that contracted your dad to be killed. And this is where Maya realizes that Kingpin, you know, is, is against her. And she goes and we see the scene in Hawkeye. But I think we see it from a different vantage point. Because in Hawkeye, I think all we saw was the, was the alley from a faraway spot. Yeah. And we saw the, the, the muzzle of the gun go off. And at that moment, when we're watching Hawkeye, we don't know what happened. We don't know if she killed Fisk. We didn't know what happened there. Uh, so this time, we really kind of get to see it. Where she kind of levels the gun at him and shoots him point blank, uh, I guess, in the eye. As we'll figure out Ugh. later. Yeah. So yeah, that was... That was our really just kind of precursor for Echo, right? And that was like, that took up most of the episode. And it kind of, we now flash forward five Mm -hmm. months later. We see Echo arriving at a truck stop and we see her with a bullet wound in her gut. And she treats it. She takes, she puts a wrap on it. Mm, Uh, She tries 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 to bandage it up. Um, she's riding her bike and she's still she's still bleeding pretty badly as she's we see her entering Oklahoma. She's losing consciousness from her bullet wound and almost crashes her bike. Now, I don't know how you felt about this. I was like, can we see how she got this bullet? I think that'd be a fun action scene. That's what I'm saying. Again, was this one of the things they cut out? Because what do you mean she's just on a truck looking and she's glad you know last time i seen her she's shooting someone in the face and now you're telling me that she was that a bullet you know no idea zero anything so but this is a problem with marvel in general and i don't know when they'll fix it like why are you giving us a storyline if it equals nothing right if it's going nowhere stop making me care because 
most people turned away from the dental floss scene, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. painful to watch. D- did we need it, right? It's giving like trauma porn for the for just because. Yeah, I just would like to see the circumstances of how she got caught up. Yeah, how, who was after her? We know it was Kingpin's people, but how did they find her? All that stuff. I just thought it was it was weird to to leave that out. Uh, the show to me is weird for leaving out a lot of different things, kind of mm-hmm. skipping over things. Uh, we'll talk about more about that later. Um, but she does arrive to her old house that she used to live in when she was a kid. Everything, for whatever reason, is still working. Doesn't seem like anyone lives there, really. Um, I don't know why, 20 years after the family's gone, everything still works. But okay, sure. Uh, I'm assuming they still own it. Yeah, I would assume so. But, I mean, it it almost looked like someone's still living there. It almost didn't look like anything was, like, you know, sheets, covers on furniture. It was almost as if no time had passed. Um, She goes to her old house. Uh, and we see her, see her memories from her, you know, her and Bonnie hanging out in the backyard and all that. Uh, she enters the house and she so, as you said, Sashi, she sews herself up with some dental no, floss that she please. saw in there. That dental floss is 20 years old. That's probably not good for you. That's probably not a good idea. Uh, and that falls. is allegedly, we are not saying you should, but that is a way to suture yourself. But what's the reason you know what i mean like does it move the plot along i don't think so unless the only thing i can justify it to say one they're trying to add more gore to stuff and you know like really shed their pg whatever persona and secondly they're they're trying to say like she only has herself yeah i mean it's supposed to be like listen maya's tough right she can she can can suture her own wounds you know that's kind of the tough guy thing to do when these in these movies put put some super glue in your wound and you'll be all good like dirt don't worry it. about yeah. it yeah put some dirt in to move on so i think it's supposed to be like maya's tough she can suture her own stuff up I, I but like she's that. also smart enough to later get it treated for real yes <laughs> uh so someone is outside she doesn't know who she's prepared to open fire on this person but she finds out it's her cousin biscuits he is so happy to see her i've met yes he says, you look the same after 20 years. I mean, it's been 20 years. I know you kind of look the same, but for him to immediately recognize her was like, and then to immediately start signing to her, I was like, this is interesting. Uh, you haven't seen this person in 20 years yet. You know, you just kind of, it, it kind of act like, oh, buddy, I just see you two months ago. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's Biscuit's whole thing. He's so like naive and, um, unassuming right and yeah. that's why gra- grandma is very much like bro this he's just, freaking guy he's just such a simple-minded character yeah i thought it was interesting in the in the flashback scenes that we didn't see biscuits they made some excuse that biscuits was sick or something yeah and they said biscuits would be very mad yeah it, that's just, made, all we it just made me wonder if biscuits wasn't intended to be in this and then they were just Ooh. like uh we added biscuits in later um so we just made an excuse for why biscuits we did some ADR about why Biscuits wasn't in that scene or something because it just seems odd to exclude him from that opening scene, right? Oh, Lord. Either way, shout out to the Madisons of the world so that we are able to bring, you know, Madison, not Madison, I'm sure there's other sidekicks, but they walked so Biscuits could literally run in this truck. Yeah, Biscuits is so simple-minded and such a, such a fun character. We meet, we meet his dog, Billy Jack. Uh, and you know he's like what are you what are you doing here and she tells me she's just there for business and mm-hmm. not to tell anybody uh, that she's here she's just gonna be doing a quick, quick in and out and that's it 
Um, we then later see Maya kind of spying on someone at a fire station, and we find out that this is Bonnie. Now, Bonnie is being played by Devery Jacobs, who, uh, you know, was kind of the breakout star of Reservation Dogs. Yes. And she also, in that uh, episode of What If I mentioned, uh, actually voices Cahote. So that was interesting as well. Oh, wow. Um, so she's she's playing Bonnie here. We didn't get much of Bonnie from these Mm-mm. first two episodes, but I assume we'll get a lot more of her later down the line. Uh, Maya then goes to a skating rink and has some banter with the annoying skate guy there. I thought he was pretty funny. I thought he's a pretty interesting, entertaining guy. Yeah. Uh, she wants to talk to the guy that owns the place. He says, listen, if you want to talk to him, you got to buy some skates. $7 to skate, $5 to watch. Who would pay $5 to watch skating is my question. And this is a thing. I definitely remember like having to pay to like just be at a place in Oklahoma because the problem is no shade. I love my hometowns, uh, but even in Tulsa, there's unfortunately not a lot of stuff to do when we were growing up. So it's like the quote unquote loitering attacks. Basically. I, okay. I, I got you. I got you. Um, she wants to talk to the owner of the skating rink. His name is Henry. The guy says, well, listen, you can't talk to him unless you're going to skate. But then Henry comes over and he, he sees Maya and he, you know, kind of gestures her over um, to come, to come talk to him. He's he's emceeing the red light, green light skate night at mm-hmm. the, at the roller rink for all the little kids. It's a fun little scene. Um, Henry and Maya go to talk privately, but the uh, sketchy skate guy is actually uh, looking to snitch. He's texting someone, letting letting them know the king killer is here and he knows where she is. Yeah, don't piss me off now. I saw you for two seconds and you already pissed me off. Yeah, so uh, we we come in with Henry and and uh, Maya. They're chilling. Uh, the, he calls a mortician to help get the to help uh, suture up the wound and treat it the right way, the way it's supposed to be treated. Uh, I, I did like the whole like, yeah, she's a mortician. She's a mortician. She can either get your body fixed or get your body gone. And Maya's like, well, which one do you want me to be? You want me to be gone or fixed? We'll start with fixed right now. I she's so pissed off, right? She's just like so exhausted. It's Again, anti-hero for sure, where I don't know that she's trying to talk to anyone because it's nuts that she's not able to get over herself a little bit to, you know, reach out to Bonnie, right? Like that really Mm -hmm. hurts my heart for her. But it's this the way they're setting her up is really in her mind. She feels like she only got her. But right in reality, it's it's not just her. It's generations of people are about to be at her back. But the fact that she's so lone soldier, right? She's very much like, I got me, that's it, blah, blah, blah. I've only had me. But in reality, there's all these people around her mm-hmm. just waiting to support her. And she's yeah. just, you know, when will you receive it, Maya? Come on. I'm just wondering, I, I just don't, I, I, I'm wondering if this is a story yet to come. But why yeah. does she have this aversion to all of her family? Does she feel some type of way about how things ended with her family and her dad, that they were just like ready to send her and her dad away. I do wonder if that's where we're going with the story. Now it, it was weird to me because Henry seems to be part of the relation, but has she had dealings with Henry before? Uh, it, it seems like he recognized her since they had done some dealings together before the way that they were so familiar with each other. We didn't meet him in the flashback scenes. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of lost with where all the familiar relationships are. When have they, when have they seen this person last? Have they had dealings with her? It's not really spelled out for me the way I want it to be. Yeah. Either way, 
Uh, they go to kind of this, uh, I guess, I don't know if this is like a radio tower. They go on top of this tower. Uh, they kind of spy on Bonnie again. Uh, there goes Bonnie again at the, at the fire station uh, because they can see her from this kind of telescope they have on top yeah. of the tower. Henry says, listen, if you don't tell Bonnie that you're here, uh, it's going to break her heart. Maya says, that's none of my business. I don't care about I don't care about Bonnie's heart. I don't give a two crap. It's respectful. Yeah. And then Maya actually directs Henry's attention to a Fisk shipping facility. And, you know, Henry's like, yeah, I knew you wanted something besides, a, you know, a, a taking a bullet out job. <laughs> I, I figured. Maya says she wants to send a send Fisk a message using one of his train cars on Henry's shipping routes. Henry says he doesn't want to bring a war there to the people he loves. He asks Maya why she's doing this. He says, listen, the people had enough of a kingpin. It's time for a queen. I said, mm. yes, get it, Maya. So good. She is so had it with them. Yeah. And I think Hawkeye, right, being like you're so easily manipulated because you're, you have so much anger in you. Mm-hmm. Oof, I bet you that, you know, sparks all of this because she's like, oh, no. All these people are out to get me, and I need to be on my P's and Q's at all times. Yeah, it's a really I am the captain now moment. Yes. Um, Henry says, listen, I'm not doing this. We never had this conversation. We never talked. I'm I'm out. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the last we leave with Maya in this episode, but we do get a scene. It's We start in a hospital room. You hear beep, 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 and wouldn't you know it, Wilson Fisk, Kingpin, survived his shot to the eye you see his eye all bandaged up he's labored breathing but he is alive shocker 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 i know they didn't they didn't kill kingpin in a random hawkeye tv series are you all shocked (laughs) (laughs) who would have thunk right episode one um our baddie is actually bad and is going to stay with us what is this ant-man come on stand (laughs) up Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> yeah, so that was episode one. Moving on to episode two, entitled Loak. Uh, we start with the Loak tribe canoeing down a river. We find out it's 1200 AD in Alabama. We see the game that we were talking about earlier in the show breaking out. See, like mm-hmm. I said, it seems like a cross between like a lacrosse and a rugby. I think they might be called yeah. a stickball. Um, they call and you know we see a red team and a black team. Right, there's a team that's all you know painted in red. The team is all painted in black. The black team calls upon a player. It's just like I don't Not know. Chilling. The ringer, my God, got the ringer out. The guy that apparently means business because he comes in there, he wrecks shop. Um, the battles starts again. The warrior scores a goal. 
And we find out that the loser of this game will be banished from this land for all time. I'm like, damn, that's like that's like the playoffs on steroids, you know? Mm-hmm. You're fighting for your life here. You're fighting for your home in this game. So that was interesting. And, you know, uh, you know, from the research I did, this was apparently some real stuff here. This is what really yeah. happened back in those days. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because I think it's Choctaw, um, which is the ones we're knowing versus a Cherokee. Yeah, I, I'm not sh- I I didn't get all the. Uh, yeah, all the. And it's not the Loak tribe. The, the name of no, the, no. the woman yeah. is Loak. Yes. Um, yeah, I got that mixed up for a second. It's exactly. still the Chocolate yeah, yeah. Tribe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the game's getting pretty chippy, right? There's a lot of fighting going on. And we see our girl, Loak, who is, you know, who this is mainly focused on. She's very frustrated. Uh, she's trying to win. She takes the ball. She dodges all of her opponents. But the big warrior guy stops her again. And all of a sudden, Loak sees visions, uh, the same visions of her people from the first episode that we got uh, from the very beginning of the first episode. She sees visions of of that that woman mm-hmm. and all of a sudden Loak jumps out of the scrum and she scores the goal she wins the game and so that's more of the kind of ancestors helping out it's more of the ancestry coming into play getting giving you powers giving you strength giving you the ability to do things so then we we flash to the to the present we see echo resting at home we see the little door we see a little light in her house that tells her that someone's at the front door yeah uh, which, you know, a lot of deaf people have in their houses to let them know that someone's, you know, ringing the doorbell or whatever. Uh, it's Biscuits. He's brought he's brought Maya some stuff. Echo asked Biscuits, all right, this is great, but I need you to get me some more stuff from in town. And Biscuits like, is this illegal stuff? Is this for illegal purposes? Biscuits, stand up. Bis- no, Biscuits, don't ask questions, okay? Maya basically gives him a wad of cash and says, all right, just don't ask questions. Go get my stuff. And he he blesses heart, you know what I mean, when it comes to biscuits, because he just, I think, is so excited to be close to his cousin and mm-hmm. hang out with her that he's just willing to be her kind of like, you know, fix everything, man. Yeah, he Henry wants, ain't doing it. Yeah, he wants to be a psychic. Biscuits yes. is aching to be a psychic to to uh, to Maya here. Um, biscuits and visits the pawn shop that's run by Scully, the grandfather of Bonnie, Biscuits, and Maya that we saw in the first episode. Um, you know, we, we see a fun little scene of some some white folk in there, you know, trying to, he's trying to sell them some antiques, you know, authentic, um, you know, Chocotaw, you know, memorabilia. Yes. And the white people are like, they want more modern stuff. And But Biscuit steps in and convinces them to buy the more authentic stuff. He's like, listen, you could get this other stuff. This All, all this stuff was made in Madripoor that they're selling you. Like, this is Would not the like, real authentic shout stuff. Shout out. Madripoor, what the yeah. hell? Yeah, I mean, we saw Madripoor in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes, uh, but yeah, it is a it's it's quite an iconic place in the Marvel Comics continuity. So it's fun to be uh, to kind of name check it here as well. So yeah, they, at, it, we, at first I was like, wait, are we talking about like made in Bangladesh? And then I was like, no, no, wait, Madripoor is like we know this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw that scene with Scully trying to get 
get them to buy his stuff. I was like, so use a stupid chain. He's like, buy the damn thing, buy the damn buy the thing, thing. Oh, buy the God. damn thing. That was so fun. Uh, I, I love this actor and what he does with all this stuff. And so, you know, they, they convinced the white folk to buy some authentic stuff, okay? <laughs> they and said, the- don't go to anthropology. Yeah. Which, this is so sad, right? Like, what a sad state of affairs we have that it's constantly folks gawking at Native American or Native in general uh, memorabilia. And then y'all are like, well, it doesn't fit the vibe of my house. So I'd rather mm-hmm. have something Navajo, completely different tribe. You, What are you doing? I, I saw it was fun. They 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 kind of get them in the end. The white people were like, I forgot what they said. The <laughs> and they bolo ties. Yeah, you got the everything. bolo ties. Yeah, th- that was a fun little uh, little jab there. Yeah. Um, uh, so biscuits is is gathering the stuff on Maya's list. Uh, the grandfather hooks him up with a, kind of a small snake like camera that he's getting. Um, later, we see Chula again. She's I think it was the first time we saw her in her kind of older form. From, yes. uh From before the flashback. Um, they're getting stuff together for I don't know what I don't know what the party is you know termed as. Uh, I believe it is a powwow. Okay, so yeah, they're yeah. getting stuff together for a powwow. Getting, Sorry getting if all we're their, wrong. Yeah, getting all their supplies together. And this was a scene where they had more pe- more more native people. I was like, every single person in this scene is from Reservation Dogs. I was like, yep. I remember that person from Reservation Dogs. I remember that person from Reservation Dogs. Uh, so they mentioned. Yeah, uh, so the people uh, with Chula mentions that they heard that Maya's in town, and this really catches Chula by surprise because she had no idea that Maya was. Oh, in town. that was painful. Yeah, I mean, so much for keeping keeping that a secret, right? Because now everybody knows. And like, it's like, this was the worst kept secret in the world. Uh, so Biscuits comes back to Maya, and uh, Maya says, "Listen, why don't you go on another another errand with me? Go on another run. This time, we're going to use we're going to use your little truck here." uh to, to to run the air he's like i don't know this is true little truck and she'll be really mad at me if i keep it up past seven and my just like yeah i don't care get in the car we're we're going <laughs> my my <laughs> recognizes she can walk all over biscuits at this point and biscuit just wants to be like quote unquote cool you know when mm-hmm. when the cool cousin from new york is in town yes so he's like i just want to be cool so i can tell my friends at school later that i hung out with my cousin from new york literally yeah uh, so we then see Chula visiting with Henry at the bowling alley, and she mm. basically confronts him about Maya being there. Um, Henry doesn't tell her what Maya's up to. He's like, listen, she's grown. She's she's just passing through town. That's what yep. she told me. Um, Chula says, well, listen, I know Biscuits is very, you know, easily influenced, and I don't want Maya's influence to rub off on him. Uh, so, what, yeah. But don't you feel, Jason, this is where we could have gotten a little bit of a flashback. Like, what's going on? And, and here's the thing. Has Chula seen Maya in the last 20 years to know about Maya's influence? What does she know about Maya at this point? Because from what we know, they haven't seen each other in 20 years, or have they? The show is not really spilling that out for us. Um, so Chula, you know, Chula tells Henry, listen, encourage Maya to stick to her plan to Mm -hmm. not cause any trouble while she's in town, come in and out, and leave us alone. Uh, Maya and Biscuits are now at a bridge above some train tracks. She uh she she grabs Biscuit's phone, puts a tracker on it for of her location, gives it to him, and says, "Listen, follow this tracker and uh, just go where it goes." She's like, "What what are you gonna do?" And all of a sudden, she jumps onto a passing train that's that's passing by underneath this bridge they're on, which to which she almost immediately just falls off the off the train. It, which I appreciate. All right, Here, this is one of the 
um, places where I said, yeah, this is what I like. I like my heroes to not be perfect from jump, right? Mm-hmm. Maya's learning how to, you know, land literally the landing, right? Yeah. Um, of the, the superhero landing that everyone I'm sure knows. So it's just, it feels relatable that this girl who is extraordinary already, right? Like she's killing it. She had, you know, she's Taekwondo, right? Like she, she has all of these, um, what's the word? Like, skills or... skills uh, but it they're right they're not they're still it's a giving diamond in the rough or in the context of the show it's not fully baked yeah. um so i i just i really enjoy that i mean great takeoff great great moment the landing wasn't that great did not stick it and and that's what it should be like her struggling to get on top of that uh the car Mm -hmm. oh so good i was like yeah because then you're even more in it you're like come on maya you can do this yeah so when maya does get her get her bearings on the train we see there are a bunch of guards on the train so obviously they're guarding something important Mm -hmm. uh but maya is making her way down the car she's able to evade all the guards for a while she goes around and under a car she drills a hole. Sorry, she drills a hole in the underside of one of the cars and sticks that little camera that Biscuit's got for her in yeah. there just to kind of see, make sure no one's around. She then just cuts a cuts a big old you know square out of the bottom of the of the train. She gets in the train, moving the train. train car, a moving train car. Takes a look <laughs> around. We and meanwhile, this is intercut with Biscuits trying to keep up with the train, trying so to keep up with the tracker. Yeah. And that damn dog, that poor dog. Oh, Billy Jack. We, yeah, we Billy, Billy Jack. Jack is, they are so country. Like, I, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, Maya gets into the, the train car. We don't see what Maya is doing with the items in the, in the train car. Mm-hmm. We just know that she's opening a crate. She likes what she sees in the crate. And then we see her leaving out of the train car the same way she came. Uh, we don't know what she ha- if she has anything, if she left anything. What we don't know what's going on at the moment. Uh, but as Maya is making her escape, she gets her prosthetic caught in between two cars. She's in a panic, and this is when she sees visions of Lowak and Chaffa and all of her ancestors and the power that they wield. That she has these visions, and all of a sudden she now has the power. And she uses it to kind of force the the two the coupling off of her prosthetic and get her prosthetic free. And with that, she's able to kind of limp her way to the back of the train car. She's looking for biscuits. She decides to use that you know one of the items she has to make kind of a signal to biscuits to get him to come to where she is. Biscuits comes alongside the train, and Maya jumps off the train just in time, right before the train comes through a tunnel. Um, biscuits is like, I hope whatever you stole was worth all that trouble. Maya says, what do you mean? I didn't steal anything. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So we And then, she didn't. She didn't lie. No. We then flash to the train. The train gets to where it's going. We find out that there are some munitions there, uh, assumingly for Kingpin and his, you know, whole enterprise. Yeah. Uh, we find out this is this is where all the munitions they have are coming coming in from. We see the 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 uh the number on the train, D9X, is one of the compartments on the train. And so when the, the guys go to open that crate that Maya was messing with on the train car, we see that Maya actually left a bomb there and the bomb goes off and blows everything to hell that's in that little depot. So good. So that was Maya's plan was to, to kind of get rid of some of the, the, the armory that Kingpin has. 
Um, Henry then gets a call letting him know what happened, uh, which sends him down to Fisk Shipping. I guess I guess Henry owns the shipping lines. You know, it's not really spelled out too well for us. Uh, but he's I was in- just assuming he might be like the one of like a contractor you know Possibly, i mean yeah. you know from gilded age all these railway yes. um, <laughs> tycoons um, that end yeah. up in new york but you know whatever henry's position here is we know he's going to be in trouble because this yes. happened kind of on his watch uh, his people tell him listen everything was fine on our end so we don't really have a lot to worry about but when they say yeah it was dx9 Henry gets suspicious because he he knows that that's the, the train car that Maya was looking at. Mm-hmm. So he at this point knows something's up. Um, and then we flash to Maya at her grandfather's pawn shop, and she asks him to fix up her leg, and shows him and she wants some certain specs drawn up for this new prosthetic leg that she wants. Now this is where I really was like, what are we doing, show? What are we doing? Because all of a sudden Maya and her grandfather are back together talking i'm like we didn't get any lead up to this we got no emotional reunion we got so no i don't think this is her grandpa i believe this is like a step grandpa which is why she's so cool with him i i guess but for for us to just flash to her in the shop with the grandpa and like yeah nothing... because i think like there isn't an as emotional a a connection with this man compared uh, to you I know guess. everyone else like chula especially that I, she's pissed off i guess but you know he tells her listen i really missed you over these last 20 years she says well that wasn't really my choice I'm like oh yeah she's definitely got a chip on her shoulder about this mm-hmm. uh about leaving 20 years 20 or so years ago so you think um, that they just didn't visit her and they kind of wrote this whole fan the lopez family off yeah, that's definitely my my sense yeah. of it. Okay. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if you know Maya holds like some kind of grudge because right. of that. Like you never checked on me, you never came to see me. But but yet again, for however, Bonnie and Maya have each other's phone numbers because Bonnie texted True. Maya. So I'm just like, it, it's such a it's so unclear about what mm-hmm. the relationship is between all these people. Um, but Scully gets to work on a new prosthetic for Maya. Um, meanwhile, Henry is trying to get in contact with Maya. He's like, listen, I know what you did. I know you blew up my train car. Uh, Maya texts Henry. She says, listen, they hit me, so I hit them back. Now they can't touch me because her whole armory is melted. <laughs> and I'm like, be serious. Like, you, you think, think that was it? This is where I say, how old are you? It's giving teenager because yeah. short-sighted as hell. I don't understand. Again, if you're gonna bite fine right you could she could have done a i hit them because they hit me where it hurts blah blah blah. could have ended there but oh rookie move and you they coming yeah. for you you in danger girl they say they can't touch me now because their whole armory is melted you think that was all their whole like armory you think that was it you think all Babes. they got come on girl that um, must be that like that street's armory you know it's like yeah, they have like 20 more st- that was like, like 20 in new york yeah yeah like 20 percent of what they got they got way more um, but yeah, Scully then presents Maya with her new prosthetic. He's like, listen, it's not it's not exactly what you wanted. This is temporary until we can get you the one that you want. Um, but you know, this this will do for now. It's it, this must it's, be part of her um her superhero outfit, right? That's why they you, don't show us the Oh spec- yeah, it's gonna be like this is gonna be the last episode, yeah. Uh, you know, cool accessory that she gets um but this this is kind of a, a rush job it's squeaky uh mm-hmm. she doesn't move very well with it 
Um, but Maya does spot a, a statue of Chaffa, and she does recognize her because, listen, she just saw her kind of in her vision. Yes. Um, Scully then tells the story of Chaffa and how she rescued everyone from the cave, and they emerged as human beings. Uh, she says, you know, your grandma can really trace uh, your roots to Chaffa. She says, the ancestors will watch out over our family in times of need. You could never predict when they would come calling. Scully suggests to Maya to, that she should talk to Chula and find out more, but Maya ain't interested. So, I mean, this kind of explains to us where the powers came from, right? This yep. is her, their ancestors. This is where they, they get the power from and all that. Uh, so, we, we flash, you flash to Chula. She's doing her route as a postal carrier. Um, that Which truck is that, wild. Yeah. That truck that Biscuits had was actually a postal truck that, that Chula usually uses. Uh, but Biscuits you know had it and we see biscuits come back home and we see chula see him and the truck all messed up with the heavy rap music yes in these streets of you know this like ran this town that is so far away from everyone else right like it's um eastern oklahoma i believe so uh and south of tulsa so i just like what (laughs) biscuits ass is just like with this music and I love the scene of them just staring at each other, like Tula and Biscuits. Like, she's like, you just ain't shit. Right. Like, you could tell that's what she felt. It's like, you know you effed up, right? You know, you, you know you're on my shit list now. And just the way he's staring at her back is just like, you don't see me. You, you yeah, he's me. ostriching, right? Yeah. He's like, if I if I just look through you, you're, you're not going to see me. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so then we see Biscuits at a uh, mechanic shop. He's offering to sell his PlayStation 4 over the CB radio. And this was, you know, is this an Oklahoma thing, Sasha? Is this something no. that they do? I I did, I will say, I did know people that had those radios in their house and that would talk to truckers. Yeah, he's just on the radio offering up, offering up to sell his PS4. And wouldn't you know, but Bonnie at the firehouse hears Biscuits' transmission, hears that he messed up Chula's car and she's like uh what happened to the truck what's going on biscuit says oh oh nothing i just i was just off-roading and i messed it up he's like he's like don't worry everyone's fine i'm fine billy jack's fine maya's fine oh that's where you that's where you messed up again biscuits because you slipped up and said maya and that's what bonnie needed to hear she's like maya's here where's maya what's she doing what's going on why didn't she tell me she was here uh uh, I, so, I said no end it end it this is so yeah. horrible biscuits fool so we then see henry henry comes and finds maya who's maya's like i thought you could find me a lot sooner than this and henry demands to know what she thinks she's doing she's like i'm eating breakfast i'm eating the pop tart i'm all good she's 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 just gucci she's like i i ain't, deal, I ain't worried about what you're what you're on what kind of stuff you're on mess mess henry says listen you have no idea what you're dealing with you just started a war he says, I don't want any of your New York problems here. She tells him, listen, I got a strategy of how it's going to play out. I'm in control. I say when it starts. I say when it stops. I'm just like, why do you think that? You've given us no indication that you have any strategy. You've given us no indication that you're in any control. I think maybe she's a little, little overconfident, a little cocky here. I think she's underestimating someone because, you know, sometimes you only see one side, right, of a um, of a person. So I'm assuming she's like, well, this is my uncle. You know, I've, like, known him all my life. And, you know, I got his ass already. Kind of mm-hmm. that's how I see it. And she's almost not seeing 
his true self, which is, uh, you know, because we need conflict for the show. So that's why she's giving off like teenager, not really knowing until the, the adults show up. Well, I'm wondering if she still like thinks that Fisk is dead and, you know, Fisk oh. is around to run things. So they're in kind of a turmoil. I so I can do whatever us. I want. Well, they told us, but do they know that Kingpin is alive? Because, oh, right. Because mm -hmm. that guy did say that he had the king killer in, yes. in his place. So I'm just wondering if to the outside world, everyone thinks Kingpin is dead, but they and don't I know And I think she wants to replace. Yeah, because um, she says it's fifth. time for a queen. Yes, yeah. you're right. To clear her uncle. So maybe that's true. Yeah. Uh, she wants to know, you know, listen, Henry, are you with me or are you against me? He says, Listen, just, just lay low for now while I try to clean up your mess. And he tells her, Listen, you have forgotten that the people close to you are the ones that tend to get hurt. Mm -hmm. Dagger to the heart. Uh, Maya at that moment gets a text from Bonnie demanding to know why she did not tell her that she was in town. Um, <laughs> this guy, this really sets Maya off because Maya takes out a gun and shoots at the old swing set that they had as children. Uh, and that kind of triggers another vision of another of a different ancestor that has mm -hmm. that's you know a kind of a gun wielding rifle wielding ancestor it's, it's presented to us in black and white so my guess is that the next episode will be that will be our featured ancestor yes. next episode um so that'll be interesting but yeah that and that ends episode two and that that ends where, where our cover stops for this for this podcast mm -hmm. um you know I, I thought episode two was a little slower than episode one i would have loved if we got it you know Maybe a fight on the train or something like that. Oh yeah, okay. Instead of just sneaking around, um, but yeah, I you know I I'd say I I'm definitely still in for Echo. I'm still in for this. Um, I'm hoping that the actress, um, I like Alakwa. Yeah, I think Alakwa Cox. Yeah, yeah, can provide a little more in terms of some charm and charisma because mm -hmm. she seems she seems a little cold so far i mean i guess that's supposed to be what the character is right now but i'm really hoping that we get a little more from her as as time goes on i think we will um just so y'all know we have not seen right i think you also yeah. haven't seen no, ahead i haven't seen ahead no. yeah so this is so this is spoiler free speculation but i yeah i do believe that like something is gonna happen one family member is going to get killed please not biscuits my money is on Chula, and I think it's it's. Oh kind of, lord! I, I think that would be our Spider-Man, you know, mm -hmm. Uncle Ben, Aunt May moment of you know realizing what she's done and she's responsible yeah, because for her can family there members. Be, you're right. Because can there, you know, be two women that have the same powers? I don't know. That's just my question because I think what folks were speculating is one of the ancestors right with the wood in her mouth um might be chula giving Ooh. birth Ooh, so um that's interesting so that's why is like does chula go uh you know and become like an an ancestor in that way to then drive maya's story but i don't know i don't know i just feel like will they kill the women in the show because the women seem to be right it's giving matri the matriarchy yeah so. they try the driving force uh, yes. in a way interesting interesting huh that's a lot to think about i if, can't wait to see if our friends so oh my scully i don't want that either oh maybe henry can go sorry henry. yeah henry can go henry, henry yeah can leave. um you can go henry you're good um 
all right yeah so that's that's episodes one and two we'll be mm-hmm. back uh with episodes three four and five in a separate podcast um later on down the down the road this week um so be on the lookout uh sasha what else do you have for the good people in terms of what you're doing for podcasting and, and all that other good stuff Yes, as always, I'm covering celebrity gossip, pop culture, a mess, you name it. Kirsten McKinnis and I are talking about it over on Rob Has a Podcast. This week, listen, if you watch the Golden Globes, I feel like that's PSR people. So listen, all of us watched it. We were all cringed, but maybe you're confused why the Selena Gomez, a Taylor Swift moment happened and why Kylie Jenner is now in it and maybe saying no to Selena. If you want to know, check out Mess Magnets. We talk about it all. And we also did a Selena Gomez, Hailey Bieber deep dive, which is part of the reason for this drama. So check all of that out. And of course, with Chappelle, I'm talking still, believe it or not, below deck med. Seems like it's never going to end. So check that out either on the Rob Has a Podcast YouTube channel or the Bravo TV wrap ups feed. Um, and for everything else, just follow me on Twitter at funsize underscore oh four. What about you, Jason? Um, yeah, you couldn't check me out on the Rob Has Podcast for Hap Ups Network. Um, also on our own feed, Love at First Sight, where we're talking about the show Married at First Sight on our podcast, A Perfect Match. Me and Asia Welch talk about that show every week and all the messiness of these dumb dums. Um, this season is a particular dumpster fire. Um, most of our couples have already broken up. Oh my <laughs> um, god, we're down to two. Wow. <laughs> so come check out the mess over there as we break it all down for you. You don't even need to watch the show. You can just listen to our podcast. We will fill you in on all the information. Um, but that's it for us for this week. Until next week. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.